Don't want to work forever? Once you can cover your living expenses with passive income, your day job becomes optional and you reach financial independence. You then have complete control over your time, your money, and your life in general. Spark Rental founders Denny Suplee and Brian Davis, me, are here to help you build rental income, ditch your day job, and do what matters most to you. So on that note, let's jump into today's episode, which, like all of our episodes, was recorded live. And welcome. (laughs) Welcome to Spark Rentals um, podcast and Facebook. Last week, we discussed pets and how to earn more rent and just earn more having them. Um, This week, we are going to discuss how to tenant proof to reduce your repairs, um, which is kind of important. (laughs) So with that being said, Brian, start us off and tell us, uh, tell us a little bit about flooring. (laughs) Sounds good. And as you guys join us, you know, let us know where you're tuning in from and your questions. This is an interactive broadcast. It's not just a pre-recorded podcast. So, so uh, landlords, typically have to budget between 10 and 15% at least for of the rent each month for long-term maintenance and repair costs. I mean, it, it's a huge expense, an ongoing expense landlords have, even though it's an irregular expense. So finding ways to reduce those maintenance and repair expenses can have a big impact on your bottom line as a landlord and the returns that you earn on your rental properties. So kicking this off with ways to improve your flooring and to tenant proof the flooring in your properties the first thing you want to do is avoid hardwood floors <laughs> they look great you know they, they feel great they, they look upscale uh, but for most rental properties they're inappropriate because yeah. your tenants are going to destroy them they're just too easily damaged scratched um, and so forth and the same really goes for carpets as well tenants will destroy your carpets so, and I, you know, it's funny, too, because I, when they're in your home, you're going to take extra special care because it's your home. A tenant exactly. is not thinking in those lines. So they, they'll spill something and they won't necessarily wipe it right up off of the hardwood floor and then have a stain because it's not theirs. Right. They're not going to break out the baking soda and like dab instead of rub and, you know, <laughs> like all, you know, all, all the tricks that, that homeowners learn to get stuff out of their pristine carpets. Right. Um, the tenants just they they don't have the investment in the, the property the way that you do and the way that homeowners do. So they're not going to treat it as well. That's just it's human nature. So um, what you can do instead of installing hardwood floors or carpets is the ideal is installing waterproof LVT, um, luxury vinyl tile, and it looks very similar to hardwood floors. Um, you know, some of today's LVT actually looks almost indistinguishable from hardwood it floors. Really? It looks, yeah, it looks the same. It feels the same. Um, and you know, if you don't like LVT for some reason, bamboo is another hardwood alternative. It looks great. Feels great. Um, and it's cheaper and in, in some cases more scratch resistant than a lot of hardwoods. So uh, yeah, LVT is I- ideal, option one. Uh, bamboo is another alternative. Uh, if you must install carpet upstairs, then 
splurge on the padding rather than the carpet itself, especially in lower end units. This was a trick that my old boss taught me when I, when I first graduated from college and I was working for this guy who was a, a real estate investor and landlord. So what he would do with his lower end units in particular was he would buy this really plush, thick, higher end padding for the carpet and he would put in lower end carpet itself. So the plush padding gave it the illusion of being soft or not illusion, it did make it feel softer. Um, but the carpet itself was, was lower end. So if he had to replace it every two years, which in many cases he did, it didn't break the bank, right? Uh, and he didn't replace the padding. The padding was good for like 10 years. Uh, but There's he also the a, an element of soundproofing as well. So if you have like a duplex, you're not going to, you know, hear the running around as much. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it reduces the, uh, the, the noise pollution between your units if you have multifamily property. Um, and one last trick, uh, in your lease, include a clause that requires tenants to put felt pads on the bottom of all their furniture feet. Mm -hmm. That will prevent scratches to your hardwood floors, which you shouldn't be using, but you know, but a lot of people do, uh, bamboo floors, even LVT, um, those felt pads will eliminate those scratches and just help preserve the life of your, your flooring. And it's a good way to tell whether your tenants are actually following the minutia of your lease. So when you go in to inspect your property, you can, you can take a look at the, the feet of their furniture and see, did they actually put the felt pads on the furniture feet? Because if they didn't, then you have to wonder what else in your lease did they not follow? Uh, I mean, which is, you don't have to go on too far of a tangent, but this is why I think it was Guns N' Roses have put the clause in their contract to have a jar of all green M&Ms in all their hotel rooms. You know, it wasn't because they were being total prima donnas, which, you know, Axel Rose was a total prima donna, but, <laughs> but there was actually a, a, a reason for it. It was to make sure, it was to have a very obvious visual indicator every time they checked in to a hotel room, um, or actually, well, it may not have been a hotel room, it may have been venues, concert venues. It was to make sure that the people had actually read the contract. That's because if they, if they didn't have the green M&Ms there, it means that they didn't read all the details in the contract. So maybe they messed up the wiring or the sound controls or whatever. Wow. Um, so anyway, <laughs> That's crazy. in your lease, require your tenants to put thought pads on the feet of their furniture. And another um, tip that you had told me years ago, and I actually use this now, and it's a good idea, is to go ahead and put placemats, uh, placemats. <laughs> floor mats at the door because they won't always i mean i'm not when we say they won't we're not talking about all all renters but a lot of renters won't ex won't spend the money for that and that saves mud and all kinds of stuff um when you have that there people will wipe their feet so Absolutely. And I mean, take it a step further and get, get an outdoor mat that's kind of bristly, you know, um, mm -hmm. and then get an indoor one for the inside of the door that's a little softer. Um, yeah, it, it reduces the wear and tear on your flooring by a lot, especially for carpets, because, you know, you, you can see it instantly when you walk into mm -hmm. someone's home where the carpets are a couple years old. You'll see the discoloration on the main path leading from the door to the, the hall or whatever. Um, you, you, you can see it, right? You can see the trail of footprints, or not footprints, but it's just discolored over the course of a couple years of use. Um, 
if people take off their shoes or at the very least wipe their shoes when they come in the door, then you don't get that discoloration or it just it preserves the, the lifespan or extends the lifespan of your carpets. Or you can always revert back to what our parents, or at least my parents, with those ugly vinyl <laughs> runners that go through. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they are, they are hideous. <laughs> um, so what about paint? I mean, so, walls are pain in the butt, so. They are, um, and painting is expensive. If you have to paint your units in every turnover, that gets quite expensive because you're looking at a few grand at least to paint your units in for every time you have to repaint. So one thing you can do is rather than using flat paints on the walls in your property, paint with glossy finished paints. You know, some people think that it looks weird or they, you know, they, they, they get worried about it, but glossy finished paints are much easier to wipe scuffs off of than flat finished paints. So flat finished paints just scuff really easily and they don't really wipe clean. Whereas glossy finished paints do wipe clean much easier. So that can extend the lifespan of your, your paint jobs in your, your properties. Um, and check with some paint suppliers because there is some newer products that are are like they have a flat finish, but they are washable. Um, so it's, you know, there's and they're getting better and better as time goes on with that kind of stuff. No question. But yeah, if you can if you can go every two tenancies between repainting instead of repainting every single tenancy during every turnover, then that's a huge savings on maintenance and repair costs. What about color? Um, use this, well, <laughs> so, you know, everyone has their own ideas about what colors look good, but you pick one color scheme and stick with that for all of your units. So you can buy those paints in bulk and you never have to wonder about trying to match shades. You know, if, if you want to do like spot touch-ups and stuff like that, you, you always have paint on hand. You can always do it rather than having to repaint the entire wall or the entire room or wondering which paint color you use. So pick one color for all of your units, buy it in huge bulk <laughs> and keep it on hand. Plus it's cheaper. Yes, yes. Um, the other thing is you want to make sure and put in your leases is that no change of color unless they're going to turn it, you know, put it back to the way it was. Um, and that's a big thing because oh. I've walked into a rental to do an inspection when they were moving out and see, you know, we had to use primer and all kinds of stuff before we could even paint it. So it cost a lot of money. So make sure you, you keep that going too. Yeah, and you really don't want to let your tenants repaint themselves either because they're not going to do a very good job of it when they're moving out of the unit anyway. They're just going to do a slapdash job of painting. Um, so, yeah, you really don't want, unless your tenants are going to be sticking around for like five years, don't let them paint your unit, period. Right. So, Anything else about walls that we need to know? I mean, people hang stuff and... <laughs> sure. So the first rule is that Anything that where user or uh, tenants are going to, to hang items on it, so it could be like coat racks or towel holders or you know hooks or racks or anything like that, make sure you screw it into studs in the walls because tenants will abuse the heck out of these things. Like you know, kids will try to do pull-ups on them. Uh. I mean, you know, you know, tenants will like throw a, a, a towel over the rack and then like just try to yank the towel off and stuff. So 
all of these things need to be screwed into studs, not just screwed into the drywall, because anything screwed into the drywall, it's coming down at a, at a certain right. point, probably sooner rather than later. Tenants are going to abuse your properties. It's just what tenants do. So again, trying to make them tenant proof, right? We're, we're trying to make them so resilient that the tenants can't mess them up. The, uh, some of the worst things I've seen lately is with um, ha the TVs hanging on the wall and they, you know, they're taken down and either the brackets are removed and there's this like gaping hole or they did just leave the brackets, which doesn't do any good for the next renter because they're all different according to the, the television. Absolutely. So in your lease, include a clause that prohibits tenants from mounting their TV on the wall. Uh, and if tenants mount their own TV, half of them are going to do it wrong anyway, and they're not going to screw into studs like we just talked about. And that TV might come crashing down maybe on a toddler, right? Uh, or at the very least, ripping a big chunk out of your wall. So, uh, and then, you know, then they, half the time they turn around and they sue you for their TV breaking, right? <laughs> so don't let tenants... Um, mount their own TVs or mount TVs at all. Uh, if they get really insistent about it, then have them pay you to send in a professional installation team uh, and make sure you you charge a, a non-refundable fee for that so that you can go in after they move up and patch the drywall and repaint and, and do all those things. Absolutely. And what are some um, other things, Brian, that people can do? So uh, one last note about walls before we move on is uh, install door stoppers behind every single door. Because otherwise, you're going to end up with those those doorknob shaped holes <laughs> behind every Seriously. door. Yep, because tenants slam doors. I mean, people slam doors, right? You know, husband and wife get in a fight, people are slamming doors. Like, you know, the kids get mad, I they're slamming doors. I never do that. Never. <laughs> I've never done that. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, they slam them open, they slam them closed. Uh, so make sure that you install door stoppers behind every single door. Uh, it costs you, what, two bucks a piece? Uh, it's, yeah, uh, totally worth it. All right, moving on, window blinds. Install these yourself. Do not let your tenants hang window blinds because they will half the time ruin your window frames by screwing directly into the frame itself. So bring in your handyman or contractor or whoever, uh, or if you're handy yourself, uh, install these window blinds yourself, um, but you don't want your tenant messing around with that. Absolutely. And now, speaking of lease clauses to include, you wanna require your tenants to replace the air filter every three months. And this is another one of those things that you can, you can tell when you do your semi-annual inspection, which you should be doing, by the way, at least twice a year, inspect your units. Um, you can tell if they have not done it because the air filter will be totally disgusting. You know, it'll oh. be you know, dark gray or even black uh, if they have not replaced it within the last couple months. Now, so, does that do anything more than just uh, cause a reduction in airflow? Will that cause damage to the unit itself? Yeah, so so it does. It strains airflow, which in its, uh, it then strains the uh, your HVAC systems, your your furnace or your air conditioning condenser. Uh, it puts extra strain on those and can uh, shorten the life expectancy of those uh, appliances, which are expensive. Yeah, um, you know it, it costs costs a lot of money to replace your furnace or your air conditioning condenser. So you you want to keep those life spans as long as possible. Uh, and keep those those air filters clean. 
Absolutely. And it's another good way to make sure that your tenants have actually read the lease <laughs> and are <laughs> and are complying with it. And is there anything else? Um, yeah, one last note here is, you know, in older apartments or, or homes that have not been renovated that recently, um, some of them have those cords, you know, those light cords or <laughs> fan cords to, to turn on fans or turn on lights. Um, that's just asking to be broken. <laughs> just asking to be broken. So replace those with switches, right? Ideally, dimmer switches for the lights. Um, you can also buy switches that have several fan settings, you know, speeds. So um, update your units. These don't cost a lot of money, right? You're not breaking the bank here, but uh, replace those old cords with actual switches, Absolutely. dimmer switches for the lights or fan, or even you know, dimmer switches for the, uh, the fan speed settings as well. And the only other thing I would like to add is uh, tenant screening isn't just tenant screening. It's not just like going on a computer and filling it out or having them fill out an application and running it, uh, running a credit check, background checks. If, uh, go drive by their houses. I, I have seen reasons not to rent to people by doing that. I mean, if you're driving by their current address and and it looks beaten up and trash not beaten up because it's run down because that could be you know the landlord but if it's got trash all over and bikes and toys thrown all over the place you can pretty much guarantee yourself that this is how they're going to care for your unit yeah no that's that's a great point that the way people treat their current home is exactly how they want to treat your home so if you want to reduce your maintenance and repair costs First thing you should do is screen your tenants very carefully, including for how they treat their home. And this is also something you can and should ask current and prior landlords about when you call them up in tenant screening. Absolutely. And we do have we uh, we linked to our lease package, which does include all of these you know nitpicky clauses that we've been talking about today. Uh, and we also have a a full infographic and a detailed article with even more ideas for tenant proofing your rental properties, uh, which we'll link to as well in the comments. So, Denny, anything else that you want to go over before we call this episode complete? No, I don't think so. I think that was it. All right. Well, thank you guys. And let us know what you want to hear us uh, go on about <laughs> next week on our, our weekly broadcast, because this is the show's about you guys. It's about what you want to hear about and it's about your questions too. So always feel free to, uh, pose questions live. Uh, it's what we're here for. We're here to have a, a dialogue with you guys, not just to talk at you. So on that note, we will see you guys next Tuesday. Have a great day. Did you know we offer a free eight video course on how to reach financial independence with real estate? It's super bingeable with each video around 10 minutes long, but packed with information. Visit sparkrental.com slash learn for instant access. And please don't forget to rate and review our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you listen. Thanks for joining us, and we will catch you on the flip side.